This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, let's uh, check in now with Global BC online reporter at the legislature, Richard Zussman, with the latest on the pipeline fights. Hi, Richard. Hey, Smitty. Thanks a lot for coming in. So another question period this morning. Yep. Um, with uh, the pipeline demonstrations and blockades dominating a lot of it. We're getting rapid developments here with some meetings that the Premier has agreed to uh, related to the pipeline. Apparently, he's talking on the phone to Justin Trudeau. Bring me up to date and everything that's going on here. Yeah, so they're talking on the phone right now, the Prime Minister and Premier John Horgan. I was hoping to be able to provide a little bit of an update about what they're talking about, but the phone call is still underway. But the underarching discussion will be about the roles that the federal government and the provincial government have to play here in terms of conversations with the Wet'suwet'en uh, and other First Nations communities uh, who are opposed to the coastal gasoline pipeline and the roles that are being played. And you alluded to a meeting that's taking place. So the Premier's office circulated a letter earlier from the Premier detailing that they have accepted a meeting uh, with the Wet'suwet'en uh, and around a blockade that's happening in the northern part of British Columbia right now on yeah. CN Rail that has basically shut down the Prince Rupert port. So we don't know when that meeting is going to take place. It also involves the Gitsam First Nation. The letter was right. sent to Gitsam Chief uh, Norman Stevens. The representative for the province in this will be Scott Fraser. But almost more importantly, there will be federal representation there. We haven't seen the federal government involved much yet in terms of dialogue um, with First Nations around the blockades and around the disruptions. So we know that Carolyn Bennett, federal minister, will be part of this meeting. They're still working on the timing of the, the meeting, but she will be involved. I've received a statement. I'll, I'll read it to you quickly from her office. Uh, in terms of um, their thoughts on the meeting. And they say reconciliation is not only an Indigenous issue, it is a Canadian imperative and one that must be uh, must involve all of us. Our government has confirmed our participation in the joint meeting. Minister Bennett is working with her counterpart of British Columbia, Scott Fraser, to arrange this meeting as soon as possible. Okay, and when I was talking to some people in the Premier's office this morning, the way they explained this to me was they had some people reach out and suggest to them if, if Horgan was agreeable to this meeting. Yeah that this blockade of the train tracks would come down. Is that blockade still going on? Is the blockade My understanding down? is it's still going on as yeah. they work out the details. But one of the lines in the letter that was sent is, I understand that on receipt of this letter and a similar commitment from Canada, the blockade of the CN line will be removed to allow for a period of calm and peaceful dialogue. So my understanding is the First Nations communities are also interested in putting a break on the blockade in order to allow the goods to move to the Prince Rupert port. You know, part of this discussion, you mentioned question period today. The B.C. Liberals, all they're asking about is the impact on the economy and whether the B.C. government will do more to ensure that the rule of law is abided by. And the point that Horgan has made yesterday and again today is do we really want to live in a province where the premier calls up the police, the RCMP, and says, you move in now and do this. You know, I think Horgan makes a valid point there, that we don't want to live in a police state, but the opposition makes the valid point that, you know, these peaceful protests, as peaceful as they may be, should not yeah. be interfering with the way people go to work and also the the flow of goods uh, and products for the province. Yeah, Horgan made that point yesterday. And Dwayne, do you got that sound of John Horgan yesterday? Uh, when he was speaking about the, the the pressure on him to get the cops to intervene. Let's have a little listen to that. Here's Horgan. People say, hey, you're in my way. Get out of my way. Why aren't the cops doing something? I understand that. I, 
uh, drove by two bridges the other day on my way home because they were both blocked. That's disappointing, but I do not want to be able to phone the police as the leader of the government and say, move, the, move those people off the bridge. That's not my role. Okay, yeah, he's saying it's not his job to tell the cops how to do their business. They operate independently. And I've heard liberal governments say the same thing. I mean, that's a common refrain anytime there's kind of pressure on a government to kind of intervene on something like this. But the liberals seem to be suggesting what? That, that, that Horgan should be ordering the cops to get involved or he should be saying stuff that's tougher against these blockades? Like, what, what precisely do they want? Yeah, so like, as, as usual with Wilkinson, sometimes it's tough to figure out precisely what he wants the government to do here. And what we heard reference to this morning is Brian Pallister in Manitoba, who has asked for an injunction to be filed to remove uh, protesters from uh, the right-of-way on a train track there. But my understanding is the difference mm. is, is that is a provincial right-of-way, whereas the CN right-of-way is a private company. And CN is working on its process to remove protesters and the BC government solution was let's have this meeting to help alleviate some of that pressure. So I think the situations are a little bit different. It's also important to note that the relationship that Horgan has with Trudeau is an important one. And yeah. the, the, um, dialogue has been pretty open. Trudeau's obviously been traveling in Africa, but has taken the time to have this conversation with Horgan. Horgan was on the phone yesterday with Christopher Freeland, the deputy prime minister. The federal government is now taking this seriously after receiving some criticism of not acting quick enough. And it's important to note the BC does have that access to ensure that, you know, what the province needs uh, will be uh, supported by the federal government. Let's talk about a couple of so many moving parts on this story, Richard, as it develops hour by hour. What's going on with David Eby and the occupation of his office? Office. We heard a report earlier from Jordan Armstrong saying one of his staffers actually locked herself in the bathroom in EB's constituency office after all these protesters poured in there. What's going on yeah, there? Yeah, what we heard from David EB this morning here was, you know, he's a long ways away from Vancouver. He seemed quite, I don't want to use the word distraught, but frustrated in the sense that his staff were being treated like this while he was here. Didn't know all the details, but did say two things. First off, the importance was the uh, safety of his own staff and to ensure that they didn't feel threatened or were injured in this action. I think E.B. also, based on his previous track record at the B.C. Civil Liberties Association, has a respect for people doing these peaceful walk-ins, and he's allowed people into his office before. They sure, he used to be a protester himself. He, he did. <laughs> so I think he respects that. And then the second point he made, though, is that there's some private co constituent information in that office mm. that they needed to ensure got out of the office. Yeah. And uh, that is a high priority of them. And he also wants to ensure that members of the community feel comfortable coming into the office uh, to have a discussion about their issues. So uh, he was not in any way saying the protesters shouldn't be there and they should immediately be arrested. He would never say that considering, as you mentioned, his track record in protest. But he did raise those two points, especially around uh, confidentiality and most importantly about the safety of his own staff. Oh. And that story that Jordan tells, I had heard that as well. And obviously it's troubling to hear someone feel like in their workplace they had to, to hide into a bathroom in order to avoid people invading their space. Okay, we saw a wild day here at the legislature on Tuesday and... Now there are threats of another government lockdown tomorrow in Victoria. We've seen some plans posted on social media to shut down government offices. The government is saying they got a plan to deal with it. 
What is the latest on that? Are we going to see a, a more blockades in Victoria tomorrow? Yeah, so it's taking place tomorrow morning. We're not sure on the size yet and, and how many uh, government buildings will actually be targeted. It is a Friday before a long weekend, and there are a number of government employees who have flex days. And I think with so much advanced warning, uh, individuals that uh, may take the day off work. It, it doesn't mean that British Columbians aren't going to receive the essential services they get from their provincial government. Uh, it just means that the day-to-day -day workings in, a, in the bureaucracy may be disrupted. Uh, there's been a letter circulated by Don Wright, the head of the public service, uh, informing employees uh, that this is a possibility and uh, expressing that they have uh, the ability or the right to uh, remain at home if they feel like they're going to be uh, threatened going to their workplaces. And so, you know, it's it's another one of the evolving steps in terms of sending the message to the public that, you know, they, they're standing with the hereditary chiefs, they are concerned about the coastal gasoline pipeline, and the more disruption they can cause, it seems, the more attention they believe they can get. Richard, another busy news day for you. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks, Mindy. That's Richard Zussman, the global news reporter at the BC Legislature with the latest here on the pipeline fights.